The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's the Winemakers here, and I'm John Myers. I'm sitting here with Sam Katuri and Brian Casey, and you know, we are here to celebrate wine and bring wine into your life in a fun way, but we sure have a hell of a thing to talk, talk about this week, man, because the last couple of weeks in Sonoma and Napa have been absolutely unreal. So, Sam, you have been out on the fire lines. Yeah. And, and Tell us what's going, what went on, what you saw. and I mean, I, I, first of all, I, before we dig into the wine side of the story and, and our personal side of the story and... and you know, we'll we'll have some fun today, I'm sure, because we always do when we hang out. Um, but, you know, this is a, very much a wine story, um, vineyard story that, that happened here. But you can't get to that before acknowledging you know, the human side of the tragedy. Um, you know, 42 people at least, others missing, lost their lives. Um, thousands upon thousands of homes were... Destroyed, were, yeah. Wiped off the face of the earth this week. It was just burned real. Just burned, yeah. burned to the ground. Um, nothing, nothing that anybody could do to stop it. You know, people were lucky if they could get out with the clothes on their back. Um, and I know a few who I, who it, just did. It, I don't know anybody who lives. And I, I mean, I was <laughs> evacuated on Monday. I got rear-ended. <laughs> and oh, talking to the CHP officers. I'm in South Marin, and they knew people whose houses had burned down. This was Monday. This is the beginning of this thing. Uh, I don't know anybody, and I'm sure you don't either, Brian, that... Um, Came out unscathed, unscathed? Everybody I know at least knows somebody who lost their house. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I live over in Roner Park, so we we were, um, you know, packed up and ready to evacuate at a moment's notice, but my daughter is on the swim team in Santa Rosa, and so we got 19 families that were... 19 um, families. ...lost wow. their homes. And, um, oh God, you're kidding. Uh, you know, she goes to school in Sebastopol. So then you hear more stories from families that live anywhere from Sebastopol to Santa Rosa. And, and then just, um, you know, knowing people in the wine industry, um, and in the service industry here in, in Sonoma and, and Napa, you, um, didn't really hit home for me, I guess, until I, signed on to Facebook something like Wednesday or something. Um, and and started, you saw 5,000 Sam Katuri posts. <laughs> well, not, not exactly that many. I saw a lot of, a lot of posts going on, but yeah. yours were, were one of the ones that I trusted because I, I knew that you were actually, um, it was firsthand knowledge of you what were you there. were talking yeah. about. So, um, so it was nice to, to be yeah. able to look at something and know that that's what was actually going on. But um, yeah, a lot of people affected. It's um, sobering, sobering, um, couple of weeks and um you know we're we're getting back on our feet this is you know, was, I think as was, i was driving over here there was tourists getting out of their car on the plaza and looking yeah, around pointing yeah. at the hills i mean you know we're we're uh so fortunate that you know because of the draw of our place of our home um as a tourist destination and because of the the international reach of our industry, um, you know, yeah. in the wine world, um, we have uh, this ability to bounce back like maybe no other community that would be you know affected by such a devastating um, you know disaster. 
And I've, ta- I've talked to you before about the last fire that came through. Right. 96, I the guess. The 96 fire. I was I was 13. And you always, you know, you'd tell me stories about how it, ju- it came to the hill and it just stopped. Well. It ran out of vegetation the, and the, the difference between, at least in our part of the little section of, of Moon Mountain, um, the this fire, there are places that it was different, but for the most part, um, the properties that we manage, this fire didn't burn vineyards. It burned around vineyards. It burned buildings. Um, you know, we lost some equipment, um, but it didn't do much damage to the vineyards. It did more sort of infrastructure damage, pipes and, uh, you know, water systems, fences, cattle guards, things like that. Um, this time around... Um, the vineyards seemed to be, I think some had to do with the time of year being that it's sort of later in the season, there wasn't much to burn in the vineyards grass wise. Um, the vineyards were really, really effective fire breaks. Um, and one thing that happened, and I, I know that, you know, we probably all saw, saw these kind of flares going up. Uh, and I, it's hard to not use fire analogies right now. Um, through social media in the first few days that like, Every winery that we have ever loved <laughs> burned down. Chateau right. Saint Jean burned down. Madrid burned down. Right. And, and it didn't happen. Um, but I think the reason that some of that sort of um, fear and, and rumor was out there is, is these wineries that sort of surround Sonoma Valley, you know, sort of separate the valley floor from the hills, um, were where a lot of the major stands against this fire were made. Um, you know, B.R. Cone, Hamill. Buena Vista, you know, Bart Park, the Bunchus, the Bunchus basically fought the fire at their back door for a week straight. Um, And and the same goes to their neighbors at Scribe, Um, you know, across and it's sort of the same goes on the other side of the valley, too. So uh, that said, there are places in Napa um, where I've heard anecdotally, I don't know firsthand yet. um, Of some very major vineyard damage, Um, the Atlas Peak Vineyard. Somebody who who works there and gets grapes from there told me ninety five percent of the vineyard burned. Um, you know, again, I, I don't, I haven't seen that, but um, that vineyard is is right next to the Stagecoach Vineyard, which which Gallo just bought, um, and that vineyard's hundreds of acres. Um, you know, major major vineyard supplier, uh, you know, grape supplier for for Napa wineries. So, uh, you know, the thing, even as we sit here, and, and John, you said this with the intro. Um, you know these these fires are still burning, um, and and even if they aren't, the roads to the vineyards aren't safe yet. There's power lines down and trees down, and and um, so a lot of sort of the the damage assessment um, in some of these places hasn't even begun. I have a San Francisco Chronicle from Tuesday, October 10th that says ten deaths, one hundred three thousand acres burned. 20,000 people evacuated, 1,500 homes and commercial facilities destroyed, 114,000 PG&E customers without power, and 100 fires. And that was Tuesday that the was 11th? That was Tuesday the 10th. The 10th. So it, had, it was three days into it. Three days into it. And yeah. it, I mean, uh, uh, devastation in now wine country is, it, is the headline. Doubled yeah. the amount of acreage, yeah. quadrupled the amount of homes and buildings and lives um, you know that then and that's one thing that uh, you know if it wasn't a uh, absolute nightmare I actually I mean I had 
a, the PR week that um, you know a PR professional would would hope to have once in their life. And so maybe this was my time. I talked to the Chronicle. I talked to NBC News. Forbes. I talked to Forbes. I talked to Bloomberg. Wall Street Journal, New York Times. I think you hit them all. I think I hit them all. Um, And and the thing that I told everybody, especially in the middle of it, um, was that it it was ongoing. You know, the the numbers that you said from the Tuesday of this fire, um, by Saturday, those numbers are completely obsolete. Um, And it's really easy from from the national standpoint... um, Oh, fire burns, you have, you know, overhead video of... A, a flattened neighborhood in Santa Rosa. That's the story. Same over, over, over and over, over, again. over but, and then gone, and then gone. It's done. And and you know this was this was a a, a week long war that we fought in Sonoma, uh, particularly. You know the city of Sonoma. We woke up, and, and I don't know if people realize sort of how how desperate of a situation it could have been. I, I mean, I said a little bit about it in my Facebook stuff, but um, you know we woke up on Monday morning in Sonoma. There was out-of-control fire raging on basically every side of the valley, and there was one road out. That's and, it. Yeah. And, and That's it. Um, the I would, fact that it wasn't a more, de- you know, worse disaster than, than it was is, is, you know, we start to count our blessings then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could have been, you know, could've, this could have, as a firefighter that my brother talked to out in the woods called it, this could have been a city swallower. Is what is the words they use? City swallower. I had my window open Sunday night, and that was Did the it night. Blow your screen in. <laughs> that, that was the night that it was so. The wind was so high. Yeah, I mean, 80, had, eighty mile an hour gusts on the ridge. And I thought, well, okay, we got this big storm coming, and maybe my neighbor is using his uh, fireplace because I smelled smoke. I came down, I checked. Did I leave something on in the right. kitchen, etc.? Joan was not here. She was over in Budapest, and. Um, I you know wake up in the morning and you know, it's, that's it. it it's on full boat on full boat. I was on yeah from uh, from the time I, I you um, slept that Sunday night I did, I did not because um, I as I was going to bed my dad called me and said that there was a fire behind the house on Norbaum and oh, and so I'm starting and and you're uh, by then. The news of the, the the origin of the Nuns Fire, you know, where it started in the Nuns Canyon area. I knew that we had employees of Enterprise Vineyards who were volunteer firefighters on that line already, and and I knew that this fire in Calistoga had started. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to kind of watch this situation, and and I couldn't fall asleep, and I couldn't fall asleep, and it just kept getting worse. And then there was the Partrick Fire. It starts in Napa and burns over the hill towards Carneros and, and Gunlock Bunju. So I um, slept literally zero, zero on, on that Sunday night into Monday morning. Um, and then by Monday morning, you kind of wake up and powers out all across the, <laughs> across yeah. the valley. I, I, had, I was lucky we had powered our house. So all of a sudden, you know, all these friends and, and colleagues start coming to our house and charging their phones. And, That's you know, what I had here. Making a plan yeah. to... Get out of town. I had, a, I had a buddy who, you know, and you know, Nick, he lost everything. Mm. I walked out with his wallet and what he was wearing because, he, you know, he was mm. woken up by somebody. Your house is on fire. Right. And um, so he spent a couple nights here and, and you know, the stories, it, it breaks people. Yeah. 
I mean, it's this is serious stuff. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad stuff. Yeah. It, uh, the it it was it was a terrible week. I mean, there's no there's no there's no way around it. Uh, you know, friends losing their houses, some losing their lives. It's there's no way to to make it good. Uh, no way to sugarcoat that. No. The thing that was the most amazing, though, um, was how this community came together and in ways that um, you could have never expected. Uh, I mean, maybe you could, if you're like some Panglossian, see that? That was good. Uh, sort of in. optimistic. Um, Little Voltaire reference. Right. For, uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, that you could see that Sonoma would be this place that's filled with love and support for all of each other. But, you know, a week ago we were bickering about how many tasting rooms were on the plaza and, right. you know, where the stop next stoplight should go into and damn Caltrans and their repaving plan fucking up our traffic. Yeah. Uh, and and a, a week later that's all gone and we're um, caring about each other and, you know, taking in friends and neighbors and strangers and... Um, you know, uh, well, I think uh, you know. It was amazing. A lot of this community, I think, is based around service, right? Which, you know, d- just from their hearts, they're we're all about taking care of people, um, and so you had a lot of people that, that me included. Um, you know, Monday they we didn't go back to work on Monday. They pretty much evacuated. I think by Wednesday, the hotel. The hotel. Um, when were you evacuated? Um, we, we were never evacuated. We live over by Sonoma State, and so we were told just to pack up. I think um, they did... Um, volu- oh, because that whole voluntary. coming down Crane Canyon Road. Yeah, so it was voluntary evacuations of uh, like F and H sections were in the M section, but we had everything um, packed up. But we had embers, you know, falling on the on the front yard and backyard. <laughs> Um, God. That's our, what uh, I was worried about with yeah. my trees. Right. I mean, like a catcher's mitt for embers with those fo- with the winds. Yeah. And That's, the winds yeah. never came back. That uh, except for be, Saturday morning. Seemed yeah. to be the one. Yeah, a bit. The thing yeah. that won. Um, I mean, first of all, the firefighters. I mean, they yeah. they had a plan. They did implement it. Um, at one point, it seemed a little late, but they had to plan out and they had to. You know. Lay it all out. Yeah, they and they did. Um, the the depletion of resources because of how vast this fire storm was, um, and um, the focus, rightly so, uh, on Monday morning being the fact that it was burning down. You know, within city limits of a, of you know the largest city north of of you know the Sonoma County line. Um, Santa Rosa, uh, you know, that's where whatever resources there were went. And for sure, that's where, you know, the most lives and homes were at stake. Um, but because of that, you know, in Sonoma, in the mountains of Sonoma, it felt hard to say anything, but we felt a little neglected. Um, but the firefighters that were there were amazing. And, um, this um, sort of amazing band of, of citizen firefighters who, you know, aren't volunteer firefighters necessarily. The volunteer firefighters were there doing a great job. But people who had something they could contribute showed up and and saved the town. Um, the the Sarah's Corporation, 
You know, the Sarah's family, they live in the middle of the valley. They have a big piece of property. They've been here they grow blue, forever. Bl- blueberry, blueberries. Great blueberries. And what they have is a, a construction company, an excavating company. They have tractors. And on Wednesday, their guys loaded up their tractors, filled them with diesel, and drove up into the mountains and cut fire breaks. Yeah. Just, just because that's what they knew they had to do. And... Um, you know, things like that is is how big is a fire break? I'm looking at one here. It looks uh, like maybe forty feet wide, or I have uh, a I have a picture and um, uh, or more. Um, now, and I don't want to say that um, we were neglected. It was it was planning and weather because they couldn't put right. They just couldn't do they couldn't do what they do. They couldn't put the jumbo jets up and you right. know get that going. And once they did that. They started to get a handle on it, and once they had the brakes... Uh, well, it felt like Monday and Tuesday, everyone was just kind of in shock, and you know, you're trying to put out so many fires at once, and then by Wednesday or Thursday, I feel like that's when you started to see people come out and say, okay, what can we do? And, and I feel like part of the problem with not getting correct information was there's so much smoke you couldn't um, see anything. Yeah. You, you, it's not like a news helicopter could fly over Sonoma and Napa and and tell you where where the fires were. It was just it was weird. It was like being at like you like you imagine London in the eighteen hundreds, like those old Jack the Ripper movies or something. You know, walking downtown London where it's just this this fog where you just couldn't tell where anything was. I mean, I remember driving on Monday trying to drive around and see where the fires were. And I knew there was one up on Crane Canyon and I knew in Santa Rosa, but you just couldn't see anything. And I, and, and so all that smoke meant that you couldn't be dropping uh, water and fire retardant too. So it's, so on one hand, it's nice to have the wind to, to blow the smoke away. So you actually get to the fires, but then you didn't want the wind spreading the fires. So there was all this conjecture going on about what was actually on fire. Right. Um, um, and then, you know, it wasn't until you actually got people up in the air where you could and, and started seeing maps where you could say, OK, this is where stuff's really going on. Um, I will make a comment about the maps, though, because yeah. as as my sort of social media um, got more and more traction and, and action through the week, um, you, these maps would come out, whether it's in, a, you know, from. Cal Fire or from, Cal the, Fire, from yeah. the newspaper yeah. or the whatever media outlet. And, um, you know, even like the real-time, almost especially the real-time maps, um, because of the sort of nature of the terrain that they're trying to show these things in, you know, these dots would show up, and the dot would be the same size no matter what, <laughs> what right. it was. Right. And it wouldn't necessarily be where it was supposed to, where it actually was. And then likewise, you'd get these maps that would show like a big orange area that's on fire and then a yellow area that surrounds it. That's a evacuation area. And, and, um, so people would see these maps and assume that all was lost. Assume that if they had a house there, that it's leveled and every, the forest is leveled. And if there was a winery there, that it's leveled because, but that's it's all, all I had to go. On. That's all anybody yeah. had to go on. I mean, and, and I, one of the things that I, I felt sort of compelled to through the course of the week is because, because I was, you know, whether I was on the ground or getting firsthand accounts of people on the ground, seeing that um, the, the reality of the situation is much more intricate than an orange blob or an orange dot on a map. Um, and, uh, you know, and I understand for whatever reasons that official sources of information in these situations, um, 
you know, put it out information very, very carefully because of the way it can be construed by, you know, by the public and, and misconstrued. But um, the, the lesson that I learned that I'll, I'll remember always, no matter what I do, um, is the more better, clear, simple, accurate information that people have, the better they feel. I mean, even if it is, yeah, that whole area burned, there's a good chance it was your house. Um, it's better than here's an orange dot on a map. I don't know anything else. Um, because that, that, the, the not knowing the uncertainty is, is almost more terrifying was, than, yes, than, than absolutely. knowing. Yeah. I mean, we were hanging down in, in the valley, um, east, east of, uh, the city. And, um, all I had was. TV and and papers, the dots and the right. and the sheriff's updates and and it just looked like it was closing on where we live and on where you live. Right. Uh, it was cl- it was coming from north, <laughs> east and uh, or well, east it and, was. And, yeah. I mean, it was knocked, coming from all directions. Uh, so. But all the ev- and also the evacuation stuff. Some of it was because of smoke. Right. Some of it was because of uh, no electricity. Some of it was down power lines, and then some of it was they just didn't want people in certain areas um, um, that had already been burned. Some, you know, there was all these different things going on, so people didn't really know what was going on in certain areas. Like, why can't we go there? Why can't you go there? Um, so you just kind of assumed the worst, right? Um, when really, you know, there was some places that were that were okay. It was just you, you know, they, it was poor air quality or you know whatever the reason. When was. I left here Wednesday afternoon, it looked like a Christmas Eve in Chicago. It was snowing so hard <laughs> with white ash, yeah. and I'm not kidding. Yeah. It was just I'd, I'd take something out to the car, and anything I'd put in the car covered. Uh, yeah. so now you close it up. It was everything. Just, everything I own smells like smoke and ash, and which is. It's a different kind of smoke than usually <laughs> right. everything that I own right. smells like. Well, uh, we went to go clean up the hotel the other day and, and you oh know, where, where the wind blew things into corners and stuff. And, and even in the, in the restaurant where everything was closed up, but it just in little cracks and th- through the windows. I mean, it looked like an all night uh, cocaine party of, um, um, you know, chain smokers had just not used ashtrays and just ashed all over the place. I mean, in some, it does. You'll get these whiffs who just walk through, uh, especially like in the neighborhoods where things settled in. It kind of smells like uh, the word that I use was like an old casino floor, right? Know? Yeah, a bad bar, a bad bar. Yeah. Right. But, um, Steiner's at two a.m. I will say I don't know if you guys have been out. It's it's a lot better out there today though. Uh, it seems like we're sort of turned the corner as far as air quality goes. We're getting a little rain tonight. Um, Thank God. So you know the the. Yeah, it actually it's, looks like rain. It like looks like rain. Feel it, it feels it's cold. It's yeah. wet. Yeah. Uh, it feels like fall, um, which uh, you know. Uh, um, usually, when we still have grapes hanging and we have a weather forecast that has rain, we're pissed. Yeah. It sucks, uh, and I don't think we could be any happier right now mm-hmm. uh, to to finally close this this chapter and 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 start what will be a long and and difficult recovery process you know especially for the thousands of of families that um 
you know, aren't going to have a place to go home as all of these evacuation orders are finally lifted. And uh, the tourists. Uh, I and the tourists. Su- I want to make sure that uh, an- anybody listening knows that Sonoma is definitely open for Open for business. Open, open for business, man. Yeah. That's it. And, um, I, you know, I know Bart had something he really wanted to say, and that was for us to push that whole thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you want to help out, buy more wine. And you know, that's exactly I've been it. sending out <laughs> notes and messages, and you know, come to yeah. the come to the Soma Mission and stay, eat at the restaurants. We're actually doing special deals uh, starting tomorrow for the spa and for staying at the hotel. I could use a day at um, the spa. I know Sandra <laughs> has an event at Sweet D tomorrow. I don't know if she's still planning on hosting it, but that was, um, you know, part of the thought process uh, last week when we when she was running some uh, food operations out of there is that you know we got a we got a party yeah. coming uh, up this week Sandra so. I think we, do need, we didn't acknowledge that at all Sandra Bernstein single-handedly fed thousands and the, thousands and thousands of people the chefs of Sonoma right. when all the restaurants closed and most of their employees evacuated looked in their kitchens and looked in their walk-ins and their freezers and said well I got a whole bunch of food in here it's just gonna rot unless I do something let's feed people yeah. Uh, and and they fed people at evacuation centers, and yes. and they fed at the school people on you know at the schools, and they they, at, they fed people yeah. on the front line. They were taking food out to the the firefighters, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, it's this classic. It's I, this is what I love about Sonoma. I you know, and this whole time we're running around. It's really easy to forget to eat when you're in the middle of a crisis situation. And I walked in the Red Grape for a while was sort of the hub, the sort of right. the soup kitchen of the deal, and um. There was the trays full of tamales from El Molino Central that they were just given. And that's, you know, I grabbed a bunch for our, our people that we had working. And, and you know, it's weird because, I, I mean, clearly I I have the means to, to pay for it. But when you're in a situation like that, um, you know, having knowing that the community has your back when you're out there fighting on the lines, trying to, you know, save homes and, and property and, and keep... Um, you know, the wine industry moving, which is what allows all of us, you know, whether you are in it or not, it allows this area to thrive. Um, you know, everybody, this is what I've, this is everybody in Sonoma did exactly what they needed to do. If you needed to get out of town because of your health or your family, or because, you know, you're the way you're wired, couldn't handle the crisis situation. And, and you, we're better off out of town, and 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 you went, and and that's what you needed to do, and and I can't blame anybody for that. And if you had something that you could do and contribute, and felt compelled to do it, you did it. Um, and and that was uh, everybody did what they needed to do, and that's how we came out of it. Yeah, it was it was really nice to watch. I think the food operation started at the Red Grape, and then Sondra moved it over the to Sweet Tea. Yeah. And, um, but tamales. I'm eating tamales with my hands, also, w- <laughs> driving my car around. Everything's burning. Like I, I never eaten a tamale while driving with my hands. And I did it twice this week. You, you wouldn't believe this. Uh, Matt from oh. Shellville, uh, uh, from Shellville Grill, was smoking hundreds of pounds of meat. Well, and some then, of the meat was pre-smoked, pre- <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you had uh, Chef Andrew Kane from the Fairmont just loaded up a refrigerator truck. I, of, I saw that. I mean, there's, there's. Thank you, Chef. Black beans and lobster meat. Whatever was in the fridge brought it over to Sweet Tea, and we just made as much 
crap as we could. I, like, I believe that firefighters and evacuees in Sonoma ate better than evacuees and firefighters have in right. any of these disasters. I I mean, have, it was amazing. I've never seen so much tri-tip. I think the tri-tip <laughs> yeah. trolley. Oh, the tri-tip trolley. I, wanna, uh, I will be a fan of them forever. They came through. Yeah. They were out there feeding people. On uh, firefighters on Monday morning in yeah. Did I hear ten thousand pounds of tri tip? I, I, I didn't that's hear a number. What, the I number personally I saw. I think uh, ooh, maybe five hundred pounds of tri tip get dropped off at Sweet D within two hours, and some of it prepped, some of it not. But just people pulling up saying we have tri tip, and it got to the point where I know we had over a ton of tri tip, <laughs> and the Lord. chefs were like at one point What's saying. That? We can't cook it all. We can't cook it all. Tell people to, you know, stop bringing tri-tip. Um, you had you had people, you had housewives from San Francisco showing up with lasagna, just wanting to drop it just off. do something. Yeah. And there was a, a mom and her son that came from Tracy, and they just wanted to help out. So they sat there and rolled burritos, breakfast burritos. And I think they worked four or five hours in the kitchen. God, just, yeah. That is cool. Yeah. The, really first responders and you know we're so grateful um you know and they there are heroes in this situation for sure um and then the thing that we always say is you know we we hold in heroism the people who run to the danger when everybody else is running away from it um so many people came back to sonoma because this was going on people who you know grew up here and but don't live here anymore and came back to find something to do, find a way to help. You know, whether it was working in an evacuation center or dropping off lasagna at Sweet D or, yeah. or whatever. It's just um Yeah, a lot of people from Moran and from San Francisco showed up and just said, What can we do? What can we do? What yeah. can we do? Put us to work. Yeah. Give me something to do. Yeah. Um nah, as as devastating as it all was, uh, there's so many things that I found so inspiring that you know you came across and, and on a on a daily basis, and you know it was only a week. It felt like a decade, right? Did um, a lifetime, eleven uh, days ago. Yeah. Well, and it's ago. ongoing. I mean, the thing is, you know, today feels good. You got you can actually see blue sky, and and firemen are getting fed, and you and um, you know people are possibly getting back into evacuated areas. But this is something that's going to be. I mean, there's a three month, six month. Um, year plan um, that's being thought out by the people um, right. you know who are on the front lines that you know this is going to be a, a long process of um, getting people back on their feet. Uh, I just got a call yesterday from Patelco Credit Union. They said, "Hey, we're just checking in with all of our all of our um, people, just making sure you're all right. We're actually doing zero um, percent loans um, for a year. Do you are you guys okay? I can't imagine how you would." reconstruct a house now with so many needing right. where where would all the materials come from who's who's, who's I, the contractor i don't who's know gonna, because you know, when you got how sub- are they going to get it through the i mean the county the county permitting process no, right. yeah. I, mean, I think they ought to lift that at this point i mean there's there's going to no. be the the recovery effort is it's a you know it's about getting money to the recovery funds it's about supplies and and you know things that people need and you know there's a lot of clothes that's been donated i know the the needs are also include sort of like basic things you'd have in your house look around your house if 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 you have it in a closet that's not a closed closet 
people needed it, you know, under your sink, in your cabinets, in your linen closet, in your medicine cabinet. Those are the things that people need because when you lose everything, you need everything back. You know, I'm looking around John's house. I got a lamp, you know, there's a, there's some bar stools. I mean, those are the things that, that are people need now. Um, but you know, there's going to be a whole and other cash. S- and cash, uh, but there's yeah. going to be a whole other side of it that comes from more sort of the policy and, and governmental. You know, how do we react as a community to um, m- expedite the process of getting people back in their homes and and keeping them here? Um, and I said this on on Facebook at one point this week, but you know, I know of billionaires homes who burned to the ground just as much as people who were just barely hanging on. Uh, but the billionaires are going to have a lot easier time rebuilding and sticking around. And, you know, they're at another home as opposed to people who are just hanging on. This is the kind of thing that, you know, shakes their grip from, from our community and they end up somewhere else. And, and too often those are the people that, make this such a cool place to be. They make the city yeah. run. Yeah. You know what makes me feel good, and regardless of your politics, um, is to see that we have Jerry Brown, Gavin Newsom, yeah. Kamala Harris, Dianne Feinstein, that actually seem to be sympathetic people and interested and caring and, and loving engaged. And, and, and engaged. Um, so, so my hope is that they'll do whatever it takes to yeah. help us get We're, this. We get don't this actually need their sympathy. It's nice. Yeah. We need their engagement. Yeah. We're going to need people uh, at the highest levels of government to stay involved with this as the media goes away. Right. Um, and it has. And it has. I mean, it's uh, gone off it, the news. It's, it's gone. You know, you know, I mean, yeah. National news you has moved have, on. To, you have L.A. fires now on, and right. that's it. There was, that was actually one of the best things about it is there was a whole week that I didn't pay attention to any national news. I mean, at one point I woke up <laughs> and I saw something about Harvey Weinstein. And I was like, what? Who, what happened? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, but I don't know. You know I want to come back to, you know, Bart's not here today um, because he's in Lasseter working. Yeah. Um, you know, these fires came in the middle of, harvest and fermentations and winery works you know the busiest time of the year in the wineries lassiter is behind uh i keep saying behind enemy lines it was behind the fire line uh behind evacuation lines they got in there a few times during the fire now they can get in there and, and start really working it but yeah, he was you know doing the work, punch work goes downs, on right? um and again that's you know the way that we recover is people coming in here and, and enjoying what they've always enjoyed about Sonoma. Um, you know, the views have changed, but, you know, in some ways it's just as pretty as it's always been. Um, and if you're not coming to Sonoma, go buy Sonoma wine. Go to your wine shop. Go to your grocery store. I don't care. Uh, if it says Sonoma on the bottle, if it says Napa on the bottle, buy it because, you know, day one, before anything was really even, you know, any smoke had cleared the Gallo family had written a million dollar check and pledged to match dollar for dollar any of their employees' contributions. Uh, and I've heard the similar stories coming from a bunch of the big wine wine groups and down to smaller organizations like ourselves. You know, we're we're contributing everything we can because this is our community, these are our people. And on the backside, you know, if you just keep buying Sonoma wine and we'll be able to keep uh, you know, protecting and, and contributing to to our community yeah people that live here in sonoma county do uh 
do what we did the other day, go have lunch with the girl in the fig. Yep. Uh, support, you know, it's not just the the owner of the business that you're supporting. It's those servers right. and those dishwashers and the cooks um, that Every, they need to get back to work. People it's the, the hotels. Tips. It's yeah. the housekeepers. Um, yeah, we need everyone back. Uh, I know Saul's back open at uh, Cafe La Haye. Um, I've already eaten at the Harvest Moon twice this week. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's next, guys? How, how, you know, other than asking for purchases and wine and, you know, donations, et cetera, um, how do we get this thing back on track? And, and it, it, at this point, it smells worse in my house than it does outside. <laughs> it's Monty's fault. <laughs> I, I actually like that smell, John. I'm sorry. But I, <laughs> um, I didn't when I walked in. I can guarantee you that. It's, it's, when we it's came not back, overwhelming. It kind of smells like you're at a, you're camping and you're, you're yeah, queuing well, up your meat. You should, um, yeah, that's but I'm not living we, in it 24 hours a day. We've had so. that, that big uh, fire or, uh, uh, filter filter over there that has been running 24 hours yeah. for the last you know four days and uh, yeah. we got immediately on it uh, you know anybody who with insurance and has you know fire any kind of fire damage and stuff you know you call your insurance company if you're lucky enough to have it and you should um it's something renters insurance just it's a good buy no matter what i mean i've, right. I've seen it with floods in chicago i've seen it with fires here uh, I escaped. I escaped the fire, and I escaped the uh, earthquake. Right. So, I mean, if I've had the two big California things happen in the in the seven years I've lived here now, so it's like. And you got the wettest winter on on record, also. Yeah, that's a good maybe thing. Maybe it's I, your maybe we got it, maybe it's your fault. I wish it maybe would rain. I wish it would rain. It's good. Yeah. It's coming. It's yeah. coming. Well, can we talk about because this is in part you know about people getting back to work? What's going on? In the, in, in the, in vineyards. the vineyards right yeah. now. Uh, we picked Cabernet today um, from a vineyard, two vineyards. In fact, we're drinking Liquid Sky Vineyard Cabernet right now. Uh, and I saw one day you picked 10 tons of cab. 10 tons of cab. In, in, in the fire. In the middle of the fire. Yeah. We put we put N95 uh, HEPA rated mask, which I didn't know was a thing until Monday, October 9th. Uh, <laughs> we gave everybody in the crew one. Um and we picked very carefully and smart. We weren't rushing. Um, we made sure there was not a single leaf in the bin because the leaf is a, a place where that smoke taint is coming from. Um, and the other thing we did is we literally rinsed the grapes off on the sorting table. We had a sort of a oh. light pressure wash as it's coming you know, out of the bin up the sorting table. We have a slanted sorting table, so it, the water flowed away from the crush. Um, and it made a difference just sort of by taste. You could see that, you know, there was a wow. difference in the taste between one that and it, does that rinsed and um, rinse off native yeast. You know, that's a really good question. It's something I brought up with our winemaker and, you know, who knows? Because the native yeast, uh, you know, are also sort of ambient in the air yeah. everywhere. Right. But if there's everywhere is just smoke, um, who knows? So I, I and I haven't been back to the winery to specifically ask that question yet to see if that if that fermentation started on its own or if we had to add yeast to it. Uh, my suspicion is we're going to add yeast to it. And then the, here's one of the things that was it 2008 Anderson Valley that had the uh, fire. Do you remember that when? They, yeah, I'm thinking it was 2008, and you, and and then in 2010 when the wines were getting released, you had all these um, right. very knowledgeable 
customers coming in and seeing an Anderson Valley Pinot on the list and saying, oh, that's got smoke taint. Smoke taint. Smoke taint. <laughs> Smart thing. ass. Um, so smoke taint is a thing. Uh, there is some sort of, you know, there's some debate as to how much of a thing it is. Um, what I've read about it this week or in the last week, 10 days or so, um, is it seems like it can be more debt. The smoke in the air is more detrimental earlier in the growing season. So mm. say if it happens during veraison or specifically during veraison is probably the worst. Um, but that because it's so late in the season, um, you know, the grapes aren't bringing in from the outside as much um, into, you know, into the vine or into the, the flesh of the fruit right. um, so that the smoke right now is, is just on the outside. Um, and even said, you know, we, Enterprise Vineyards, had about 30% left to pick on, you know, Monday morning, October 9th. Um, and, uh, but for the most part, probably, you know, if you look, sort of region-wide, it was about 10% left hanging out there. That's um, what I had heard, yeah. And and most of it, you know, because because we're higher elevation, we pick a little bit later, and it just so happens that higher elevation is where all of these fires were. Um, Enterprise Vineyards had, we, we say, 85% of the properties that we farm were affected in some way um, by the fire. Um, but, you know, again, I, I think... I think we're going to be okay as far as the smoke taint goes. Um, you know, I, I think that in general, the story that the 2017 vintage will tell um, once they start getting released, which will begin, you know, in the spring, um, is one of the resiliency of our community, um, is one of uh, our ability to bounce back of our, um, you know, of the fight that... Um, just regular average people went out and waged to, to save, you know, the homes of strangers and friends and loved ones. Um, and, and I think the wine is going to taste delicious. And if people, um, are too cynical to want to support the 2017 vintage, then I, I don't know. You can no, forget go drink a beer. And I don't think it's that. I think people just always, right, you, know, you know, when you pick apart yeah. wines, there's, there's, there's the people that just always want to come up with something, something. about that vintage. Right. And, it, and, and I remember that being the, the big, um, the, the big word for, uh, smoke taint was like the new thing that they learned. Um, <laughs> so, and especially, you know, I don't think it's an issue unless you're, when you're talking about, um, White wines, like this would have been earlier when we weren't right. picking the whites, like stuff that you're doing in stainless steel or stuff that you're doing in concrete. But especially when you're aging in oak, I don't think it's yeah, an issue just, at all. We'll just tell people we used extra smoky barrels this uh, time. Just a little, <laughs> little heavily uh, toasted. Um, I got a note from uh, Mike the Baker he, who says he will be at... Uh, now, everybody knows, and, and people come to Sonoma for our farmer's market on Friday, which is at Depot Park. Mm -hmm. But their Cal Fire is still using that as a staging area. So everybody will be at yeah, Paul's a... Produce on Arnold Drive. Oh, really? Yeah. On, so, on Friday. Uh, so tomorrow, that, that's tomorrow when, this, uh, when this hits the airwaves. 12, the, yeah. If you're listening, 
go to Paul's Produce on Arnold Drive. Yeah, and this is going to be on for I think uh, a couple of weeks, and then we'll get back into we'll get back to, to the Rhone regularly Rome. scheduled yes. programming Absolutely. from the winemakers Absolutely. where we drink wine and make fun of each other. <laughs> and you can hear from from Bart; he's got some right. pretty interesting stories about I'm sh- the, trekking the, into Lassiter on an ATV and, yeah, and doing yeah. punch downs in the dark and um, hitching a ride on a, escaping a water off to the Lassiter house yeah. to hide in one of their their uh, safe rooms for an hour and a half until possibly the fire. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, I, we didn't even, I didn't even get into any of the, st- <laughs> the stories that yeah. I either witnessed or heard, but yeah. I will say at one point, um, and I'll leave it with this, uh, my dad and my brother, instead of sneaking back out, came down a regular way to report like a, you know, active fire happening uh, and were detained and would have been arrested except for some Cal Fire guys were talking to a Cal Fire connection that we had and hey, I got this guy Phil Katuri and and then they heard over the radio is is he wearing a tie-dye t-shirt <laughs> and they go yep and they go yeah that's him he's cool and yeah, my brother man. and my dad uh, you know in, instead of that's getting arrested perfect. we actually got a, a permit to be able to access some areas so uh, you know the God. entire Enterprise Vineyards team and maybe because it was the only clean shirts that we had because we had just gotten them, <laughs> wore our <laughs> harvest tie-dyes almost the whole week. It became our uniform. Uh, and That's just perfect. I, I think they're going to even end up in the, <laughs> in the pages of the New York Times. So um, Kathy you know, Huhe did a great She did a great article. job. She's awesome. Great article in, in Forbes. She's the wine writer, and she's been a good friend of everybody here for a long time. So great writer. Great writer. And... Uh, well, well hey, can, can I say if yeah. you're out there and you're looking for something to buy to support us, we got a couple wines on the table, both real good. We got, uh, you know, uh, Dane Sellers Chenin Blanc, which Chenin is now Blanc. released. I had no idea. Now you released. Didn't know he made one, did you? DaneSellers.com, and then Sam brought this beautiful Liquid Sky Cab 2008. This is this is really beautiful. Good. This yeah. vineyard uh, was a fire break. Yeah, they made a fire. They drove dozers right through it. I mean, not through the vineyard, but. It, they incorporated their fire line with this vineyard and, and probably saved most of the Norbaum Road neighborhood because of it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Very tasty. Well, gentlemen, good, right? we yeah. will do this again next week when things are not as crazy and we can get back to normal. It, it, the new normal, that's all I can say. But uh, <laughs> we've at least covered what we needed to cover and get the inf- accurate information yeah. out about we're still here and we need your help and we're not shy about asking about Check it. Check out uh, org to make donations. goes through the Rotary of Sonoma Valley and specifically focuses on people in Sonoma Valley that's who lost we, their That's homes. who we gave to. Yeah, yeah. sonomastrong.org. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. And Brian, anything else you want to say to You know, everybody? just that you know, people that don't live in this area and you think that you know, it's kind of middle class area where, you know, people drink wine. You got winemakers and billionaires living up on the hills that um, you know, that's just a small portion of what goes on in this area. And most people are just working people, you know, people that are picking grapes and working in restaurants and um, um, people that are sending their Running kids radio off stations. to uh, yeah. people Everybody. sending their kids off to the swim team. And um, um, so we do need, you know, it's not like we're um, um, not in need of assistance. We just would really like to have you come visit and um, come come buy our wines and come visit our restaurants, come stay at our hotels. Um, we'd really love to have you. 
All right. Thanks, everybody. And we will see you next time from the Roan Room. With... Come back soon, y'all. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Come on back soon. All right. Thanks, everybody. This is The Winemakers. I'm John Myers. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.